Ayurveda is the science of life. It's our journey from the physical to the non-physical. One of the reasons that, like I mentioned earlier, energy is difficult to understand because we can't see it or touch it. So, and we're trying to understand energy with the mind, which just does not work because energy can't be, it's not an understanding with the mind. It's something that we experience and we feel. So when I work with people, um, you know, who want to change their eating or their lifestyle, and as they begin to make the changes, they soon come to a place where uh, they get stuck. Even when they know what they have to do, what they should do, they end up doing the same old because they're familiar. And many times, um, you know, they, they know what they're doing. They know how much it's harming them. But, and they also come to the realization, well, I'm just I'm punishing myself. I'm angry at myself and, um, or I hate myself. So then we look deeper as to, you know, unfold a little bit more as to, you know, what, where, how, how this comes to be. And then they, you know, goes back to their entire life. They have repeated this sort of a pattern. There has been a, this theme in their life. So many times, you know, we all have kind of our, our song, our thief. I have always felt abandoned. That's the issue. Or I've always felt um, like a victim. I'm victimized all the time. Or there's always, like, I'm always afraid that the worst is going to happen. That even if I'm in the best of circumstances, I'm afraid that they're just short last. They're not going to last, and something else is going to go really bad, and I'm going to lose all the good things that I have. So everybody has a song, sort of speak. Everybody has a pattern that um, it continuously repeats and repeats in their life. And it's always that one thing. I'm always the one who gets left out. I'm always the one who gets, end up taking care of everyone else. I'm always the one who takes a brunt of the whole situation. I'm always the one who, you know, everybody looks at me like I lose my control. I get angry. So you understand what I'm saying. So that's the theme. Everybody has that theme that's continuously repeating in their life. So when we look at that and Regardless of how much therapy they have done, they understand why they're doing it. They understand where it's coming from. They understand it intellectually, but they have no idea how to get rid of it or how to free that cyclical energetic um, occurrence that shows up in their habits and life patterns over and over again. Mm -hmm. So that's where we have to then understand what's the nature of the energy. The nature of the energy is that you cannot create it nor destroy it, you can only transmute it. When we continuously push the feelings that make us feel bad, push the kind of the negative dark stuff because it just, who wants to feel that? When we push that away because we don't know what else to do with it, what we do actually, we give that energy more power. So then energy then continues to cycle over and over again. We push it away, but we don't push it away. We actually push it deep into the subconscious and it hijacks us. It blindsides us with this low grade anxiety and depression and just not knowing what the heck is going on with us. Everything looks okay, but nothing feels okay. So, um, so that's the work when I do with them, they, they understand how to free the energy. They understand there's, then, there's an energetic 
layer. There's an energetics that are happening beneath their experiences and their life. And when we understand that, understand how to free the energy, understand how to transmute the energy, that fills a gap in the psyche. The inner feeling is that of fullness and wholeness. And when the next time around, when they're about to do the same old thing, like about to you know, eat that carton of ice cream, even though they want to, they're about to do it, even if they end up doing it, there's a, they feel differently about it. Mm. Or the guilt goes away. Or they just like, you know, I want it, I'll have a little bit. Or like, like I don't really need it. But I have it, but they feel more in charge because their actions are not driven from a reactory, past, energetic feel, energetic. Rather, they are in touch with what's going on with them. And because they have freed that energy, that energy is no longer operating their functions, operating their life. They become in charge. And so that's what happens. So I yet have to meet a client who comes in with, people can come in with, I have a knee pain, I have hypertension, or I have digestive issues, and um, you know I have sleep issues. That's, these are the symptoms that catch their attention. What is always there is the inner discord that kind of catches their attention, but they, they don't have the clarity on how to identify it or what it is, or should I pay attention to it? Is this problematic or is it not? It's much easier to look at a, a symptom, look at a blood test, or look at a, you know, pay attention to a pain in the stomach or a pain in the knee, than to pay attention to when we just don't feel right, when anger arises, when we behave in the same old way, when we repeat our patterns when we have the same experience with our loved ones, we don't know how to read that. Most importantly, we don't know what to do with it because the mind comes in the way, second guessing everything you feel or you may want to do. Anytime when we want to take charge of the situation, we may blow up because we think we should express our anger, not knowing how to express it or not knowing what's underneath it. We, um, we, we, re, we, you know, we react out of that experience and it doesn't end up, it doesn't end well for anybody. So this type of work, it really, it really gives us a new way to look at our physical disease and mental disorders. It really gives us a new way to look at our life, how it operates, how it makes sense. So I don't have a client who just walks in with, oh, you know, I have stomach pain. And I give them some herbs and they walk away and we're done and hallelujah. Never happens. It's, it doesn't happen that. That happens at a Western doctor's office. It doesn't happen in my office. Because um, the symptoms are on the body. That's not where the disease comes from. It comes from not just your habits or lifestyles, we have to look at where are the habits and lifestyles coming from. They're coming from our habituated way of being, yes, but underneath that, where are they coming from? There's an energy that we have experienced, we have created that swirling in our being, and it continues to cycle. We continue to repeat, repeat, repeat. 10 years go by, 20 years go by, we repeat the same old. 
cycle. We know we shouldn't, but we can't help it because we don't there's because we're not able to look at the energy of it and we don't know how to clear and free that energy. Once we begin to free that energy, the, the um, habits that we've been wanting to put in place for years, they just naturally happen because you are not controlled by the energy. You are now in charge. Uh, you can connect the dots and, and that's how you know, life changes. So this is really looking at disease and illness or a disorder at the deepest level. These are the highest teachings. They have always been available to us. I think the ancients one knew it in a different way. They didn't have a lot of verbiage. Uh, you know, the words of wisdoms were very uh, few because um, that's just how it was. We live in a different world. We live in a world which is full of information and we're trying to make sense of things intellectually. At the same time, we're trying to uh, we're trying people to have experiences at the same time. So we do have a lot of words to explain it. We do come up with many different ways for everybody to experience it. We explain it in different ways so everybody can benefit from it. So it's, so it's old knowledge, uh, ancient knowledge that has always been there, but you know, everybody, we're all evolving and we are finding new and new ways for everyone to tap into it so we can heal. So when we heal the underlying energy, we heal our life. And there's a major difference between healing and health. And when we look at health, we may just look at, you know, physical lack of symptoms. It looks okay, um, it's good enough, it's, it's, I'm fine. But people don't even know what that fine means. Um, you, know, I have a, you know, I have clients who come in, they're like, you know, when I ask them, well, how did this feel? They don't know. They don't know how to answer that. They don't know how to feel. They don't know what that means. When I ask them to drop into the heart, they don't know where that is. They don't know what that means. It's just because we haven't tapped into it. We haven't cultivated our ability to feel. We haven't, um, we don't know how to feel. We haven't developed a feeling sense. And we try to do life in the head, intellectually. And that gets old because it is stress producing, the, it lacks joy, uh, it lacks alignment and coherence, it just, it becomes hard. So that's when people are like, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? Why am I doing this day in, day out? Like, where's the life? Is this this life? Is this what I'm here to do? So when we look at the energetics and uh, our body is a manifestation of the pure consciousness and our patterns, our samskaras, our uh, lessons, our whatever we bring in from the prior lives, whatever the blueprints our soul has, and there's a body. So body is kind of the end product. So when something happens to the body, we look at everything that made up the body. That's the root cause, and that's when we begin to do that work. There's a feeling of wholeness, harmony with people, um, they feel empowered. They feel like they understand what's going on with them. They feel like they make changes in a very different empowering way rather than kind of shooting in the dark and not knowing what they're doing. So that's kind of the little uh, background. And that's one of the, that's the reason why I wanted to get this information out there for people. And um, I think it's huge. It's huge in my practice. 
uh, that's pretty much bulk of my work. And not to say that we don't do work on the physical level, we do. Because uh, when you know things show up physically, we have to take care of the physical as well. And I work in parallel physical level and at the same time what continues to show up with them. So it's, a, it's not a magic wand, it's, it's some hard work, but it makes life easier. If we don't do this type of work, if we kind of keep hovering and dancing around the surface, it's easier to do that, but however, it makes our life much harder. So that's a little bit of the background as to you know what I do and what my work is and why I wanted to share this. So what I like to do uh, for the both of you is if you can uh, chime in and let me know what your thoughts were on this subject matter and what made you sign up and and let's have a conversation. Whoever wants to go first. Well, I this is Anna speaking and um, Hi Anna. Hi. I've been getting your emails and reading about what you do and I follow you on Instagram and I just find this whole topic very fascinating and I'd like to learn more about it. And this is the first time I've um, come to any of your webinars or classes. I did come to your yoga class maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. So I thought I've following you ever since. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, so my mind is open to just taking this in and starting to do more practice and connecting with you a little bit more. Okay. So that, that's kind of my thought. Okay, very good. Do you have any thoughts or any experiences with the energy or what are your thoughts on that? Um, actually, my son um, is 21 and, and he's actually more into um, energy and the chakras um, than I am. I'm, I'm learning more from him and he's, there's a, um, a book he gave me to read and it was a, a book on energy. I haven't started it yet, but um but he studies a lot about it and he's trying to help me with it. And um, so I'm, I'm, ve I'm very much a beginner, but I think it's really interesting that, you know, now that he's a grown man, he's teaching me things that I don't know. And it's, that's it's wonderful. Really, it is. Wow. Really neat. Yes. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's very good. And you, Susie? Well, um, I've been following Nina for over 10 years. I can never get enough. We always mm -hmm. feel like we're a beginner, no matter how long we've been doing this. It, oh, it's good. constant learning, Anna, and welcome, because I, I've learned so much through Mina, through Ayurveda, and I'm still learning. It never ends, and you took the, the first step and you are on the right path, that's for sure. That's great. Um, Thank I you. do. Yeah, I did um, Mina's Heal Your Life uh, series, and it's amazing. I continue to work on really finding that pure consciousness. I teeter, I find it, then I lose it. I find it, then I lose it. So I keep coming back, Mina. Very good. <laughs> you, you you ground me every time, and um, it's just it's it's a life practice because there's so many things challenging our consciousness, and and like you said, we fall back into those old patterns. So it's catching yourself and then getting back on track, and and 
and, and getting out of the old patterns and thoughts and the victim and feeling abandoned. Like that's not real. That's not living in the now that's, that's the past. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm where I am right now is trying to stay present, trying to stay in the now and not going too far back and too far forward. I need you all the time, Mina. (laughs) Oh, you know, we are all beginners. Really, truly we are. And that's a great way to be because uh, just when you think you know it all, you don't. Uh, This stuff is subconscious. It's very hidden. We all have blinders. And that's the whole fun of being human. It, You know, you kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. Um, So why do we have Karen? Karen, Hello. Karen? Okay. So I see her sign on. Oh, there she is. Okay, Karen, we are here. However, I can't hear you. Um, So just one second, let me just get her. Have her unmute. And so yeah, so we are all beginners and this um, you know, this is, this is really, here's another, um, there's something to think about. You know, you know, people will come to me, well, my, my x-ray showed this and my blood test showed this. So, and so this is how I think of it. Yes, that is the reason, okay? That is the reason you're having this diagnosis because your markers are high or low and your x-ray is showing such and such. But there's a difference between reasons and causes. So the causes are not the reasons. So we have to look deeper into, well, how did your blood come to be that way? And how did your body come to be that way? So it's really just x-ray and blood test is just still symptomology. It's still looking at symptoms. And so we ask the question as to how did this come to be? And how did this come to be? And how did this come to be? And when we continue to ask that question, that's how we get to the causative level, level of our causes where things really take place. There's a deeper place and you can refer to it in you know, many terms. Sometimes we call it the gap or the, the pure consciousness or um, all the way to prior lifetimes and our upbringing and the things that we are carrying on with us. So. And what I'd like to do is maybe walk you through an example. And um, Karen, can you hear me? Yes, I finally got it to work. Oh, you did. Okay, well, very good. So um, I know you just joined in. So I'm going to have you guys uh, walk through a little, um, just an example. So, you know, I'm sure we have all had this experience where 
somebody, a, a member of the family, someone we are close to, they give us a glance very innocently or they make a comment which is just really innocent and we take it really personally. We take it with, to the point where we feel the pain in the heart, the eyes tear up. And the next thing we know, um, we are in this full-blown argument and we have brought everything they ever did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago. And we, we live it as if all of those um, things, all of those years, everything that they have ever done is happening at this current moment. And they have all the details, they think, and you know, this is what happens. Has that happened with you guys? Yeah. 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 So what do you think that is? How is it that whatever happened 10 years ago, you're still carrying the pain of it. And when I'm talking about you, I'm talking about all of us. How is it that what happened 10 years ago, we can still cry about it, still carry the pain with us. Where is that pain? What is that all about? In the mind, in the ego, in hanging on to it. Right. So it's not. So what I wanted to kind of allude to, yes, it is in the mind, is the ego hanging on to it. But the reason why you're hanging on to it is because there is that energy of it, what happened 10 years ago, that you have not brought, you, we have not freed that energy. Mm. We have not purified that energy. So that's the work that needs to happen is to free the energy from that event or that episode 10 years ago. So it's not um, clouding our judgment, our experiences of today. And that's the, that's the energetics that are hanging around. So not to say, so when, when the energy is healed and is brought to freedom, is brought to fullness, we may still make a comment like, you know, I didn't like the way you looked at me, but there's no charge there. You may make a comment, well, I didn't like that you said that to me, but it's just very innocently having a conversation rather than an emotional charge with the teary eyes and emotions are rising and you're just ready to explode. So that's very different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. so, so that's always, you know, when you, when you have something like that happen in your life, is to look at, is to going back to those incidents, those painful occurrences, if you're still talking about them today, the energy of them needs to be brought to freedom. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so now the, the question is, um, how do we free the energy? What does it mean to free the energy? So like I said, energy cannot be created or um, destroyed. It can only be transmuted. So if there's an energy, there's a pain there, then there's, you know, instead of looking at pain, we look at the energy of pain. It gives us just a bigger perspective and the reality of what's really going on. 
So to, to look at the energy of pain and to transmute it, ultimately everything needs to heal, everything needs to be transmuted to love. So many times we will um, love this or we will do this type of work mentally. So, you know, there's a whole process that happens that we look at each, each experience that we have not yet metabolized or experienced or um, processed the evidence in that we are still recalling it and reliving it and being hurt by it as if it's happening today. That's the evidence. And in order to fully digest, metabolize, and free the energy of any painful occurrence is to not to think about it in the head, is not to, you know, accept it and allow it and love it or forgive people in the head. We do that mentally. We don't actually feel the letting go. Experience the forgiveness. We don't experience the love. On a mental intellectual level, we we like the we like to do that. It sounds nice, but um, it doesn't happen at the real energetic level. It happens intellectually. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. So. Um, and how to free the energy is I use what's called the A technique. It's really becoming aware of what's really going on. You know, becoming aware that that pain is there, that this certain incident caused me this experience. So the experience was either painful or either it made me feel guilty or I felt ashamed or I felt I was not good enough or I felt isolated, or I felt belittled, um, or I felt betrayed, or I felt uh, victimized, is really becoming aware of these experiences. And that's where many, there's a lot of pain here because just because this is, this brings a lot of pain to people to having to feel and experience these feelings. So it's easier to push it away. It's easier to intellectualize it away or justifying it away or making an excuse for it. We put it away that way. But the work needs to happen where we really become aware as if the incident is happening right now, just like we did in our argument and we started to cry when somebody said something and we took it personally and allowing these, allowing ourselves to feel what we feel not masking it, not giving it any other name. It doesn't have to make sense in the head. It's just simply understanding how to feel what we feel. Taking responsibility for our own experiences and opening our heart to it. So I said there's a 6A technique. Um, there's awareness, allowance, acceptance, appreciation, and application and then anchoring. I, we don't need to go all that through, but just even to work with a couple of A's uh, would take us far. Any questions on this? No. 
Okay, any other comments? Okay, so let's understand how to cultivate this feeling sense. Um, so take a minute to close your eyes. And take a few deep breaths so you can get settled in the body. And gently drop the mind into the heart. It just means you're just thinking about the heart. Your mind is in the heart. Kind of put your hand where your heartbeat might be so you can locate it as to where it is. And just notice, just at the very physical level, does it feel comfortable or uncomfortable? Stay with that. Then just go a little deeper and ask, is it, does it feel attractive or non-attractive? Does it feel cold or hot or warm? Go down a little deeper just notice if there's any emotion there. You don't have to analyze the emotion. Is there a feeling there? Are there any thoughts about the feeling there? Just keep that information with you. I'll come to your answers in a minute. And just go a little deeper and just noticing, is, it, is there a flow here? Does it feel stuck or is it fluid? Does it feel open or closed? And just go drop down a little deeper. Do you notice any, you feel there's space or is there a block? Is there anything else that comes to your mind? So I'm gonna be silent for a couple of minutes so you can kind of repeat this mentally again. And just hang out in that place and see what you get. Very good, go ahead and gently open your eyes. So if you like to share with me what you experience, what, what you notice there, go ahead. Uh, this is Anna and I, when I went deeper, I found myself 
I think the feeling was just a just a subtle feeling of anxiety, and I think it maybe because as I'm listening, I just think, oh, I really want my mom to hear this. Oh, maybe my daughter will listen to this. <laughs> and so then I'm I know. So I'm like, okay, so where is that feeling going? And I felt like it would, I could, that feeling would raise up and stop, stop like maybe at my jaw or my head. And then I almost felt like there was pressure, like it definitely was stuck and I wasn't sure what to do with it Yeah, at that point. Exactly. So, yeah, that's perfect because now you know. And this is how we understand what is, how to cultivate the feeling sense is to, you know, take a minute in silence, drop into the heart and just notice what we notice feel what we feel. So yeah, there's definitely stuff going on with, you know, with that. Um, anyone else? Karen or Susie, you have anything to report? Um, for I'm my, for myself, this is Karen. Um, hi, Karen. Hi, I had a very heartfelt kind of wonderful day today so i think because of the day that i had i just feel very free inside mm -hmm. of my body today you know so awesome it was a very beautiful experience oh good wonderful so that's also a feeling sense yeah you 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 know that you are feeling it you're not thinking it you experience the day and that's the feeling sense very good. And uh, Susie? Yeah, I, I was similar to Karen. I had a great day with my daughter. We went snowshoeing and the sun was out. And I, I it just was a very good, warm, free feeling. And I've done a lot of work with you, Mina. And yeah. my relationships are, are really clearing up. And um, I used to get that anxious feeling in my heart. And um, all of that, like Anna described, but the the more you do this work, it, it just comes. It, it, it comes, just comes, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. So very good. So what I like to do uh, for all of you, and Anna, this will be will make, you know, this will help you, is uh, we're going to walk through the first three or four A's and see what the experience is, okay? Okay. Go ahead and close your eyes. And um, gently drop the mind into the heart. So you already have an experience to work with Anna and Susie and Karen. Bring forth a day, an event. I hate to do this to you after you had such a lovely day. <laughs> this is just mm -hmm. an experiment. <laughs> so, but that's okay. So just, just bring forth an experience where you had a little bit of anxiety or an incident or something like that that didn't sit well with you. So you're going to bring that into the heart and just go ahead and really become aware. Become aware of that feeling that you felt, Anna. So when you're becoming aware, we become, we really expand and open our senses so you may get images 
there may be a name for the feeling, sounds, taste, or just the whole gamut, however it comes up for you. So we're not making it right or wrong. We're just becoming aware. And then just allow this awareness to expand. So we're doing nothing with it than just being an observer and becoming aware. And now just understanding that this is your experience. The one that you're having now or one that you had a few years ago, both of you. And just taking responsibility, it just means that this is your experience. So it's less to do with what someone did, it's more to do with what you experienced, because we can do something with that. And then just owning it and opening your heart to that experience, rather opening your heart to that part of you which had that anxiety or fear experience of fear. So that which shows up is that experience of anxiety or fear is ready to know love. Whose love? Your love. So you open your heart to that part of you which felt the anxiety or the fear and flow love to that part of you. So we're merging all of our experiences, however dark and negative, into the one flow of love. Keep opening your heart and just sit with this for a minute. And go ahead and gently open your eyes. So Anna, what was your experience? Um, I, I allowed the anxiety to build and incorporated some more, some additional images to really <laughs> Do set up. up. <laughs> I did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good. And then, um, then I tried to. When you said to allow love to flow in, I tried to imagine I was breathing love in, uh -huh. and that the dark, negative anxiety was being exhaled mm -hmm. to try to clear that. And it, it wasn't a hundred percent, but it was pretty good. I could feel, feel it flow. Yeah, so that's pretty much, that, that's it. And it's not, you're not thinking about loving the feeling. You are just feeling the feeling. You're opening your heart to it. And each time you do this type of work, it's going to take the edge off. It's going to soften the anxiety. And really what happens at the, the psychological level, you know, Truly, we are all looking for that connection with our true self. 
the love that we are seeking is really the love of the self that we are seeking. Okay? So when you, so, and anytime, you know, when the belief is that I'm not lovable, I'm afraid, or this or that, there's a gap in the psyche. It needs what it needs, and it'll get it any which way or means. That's why people will, you know, they'll become addicted to substances or a number of other things. Because, or they'll, you know, eat a whole carton of ice cream. The psyche doesn't, it doesn't judge. It doesn't judge you. It doesn't say, hey, stop, don't do that. It's just like, okay, you're, we're feeling good, good enough. So when we uh, are creating, when we are walking through the experience and opening our heart to that part of us, which doesn't feel so, which doesn't feel the love, we are becoming whole. We're becoming fuller. And that fills that gap in the psyche. When we continue to fill the gap and fill our own heart with love, next time somebody, the loved one gives you a glance or they pass a comment, you may still not like it, but it won't have a charge and you won't take it personally because the energetic charge is no longer there. Great. So, and this, you know, when I do this type of work, is this work is, um, you know, like Susie said, she has attended twice the session. Um, each time has been 12 hours or 24 hours live sessions. And um, it does take, take some doing, um, but I can guarantee you that it, this, this is the deeper stuff. These are the higher teachings. There's nothing bigger than that. And when we begin to uh, fill that gap, we, be, we come home, we feel whole. It changes people's lives. They stop spinning in circles. They stop being confused as to why, what's happening, how come they have all of these disorders and illnesses, life begins to make sense. And then they easily, it just, the changes come from inside. Rather than having to force yourself to change or do something, they're internally driven. They're, they're so full of love. They're so full in acceptance and there's so much Really, I think the whole psychology, you can fill uh, the whole psychological things that we go through, you know, with the forgiveness and the guilt and acceptance and letting go. It's all, everything comes to surface. That when they begin to do this work, so much of the energy is freed. They feel more love out of that. Love for themselves, it's difficult to just, you know, go roll in the mud and continue to self-sabotage. And, um, and that's how, you know, we really become well and healthy and we're not kind of spinning around our tails. We're not trying to catch our tail, trying to figure out how did this come to be. So the energetic disease is 100% energetic. 
whether there is an, you know, the other, not to, a week and a two weeks ago, someone rear-ended me. Oh, she. And it's really funny that, and I thought, I'm like, hmm, what, what in the, what was I thinking? Like, how did this come to be? Because I'm, you know, always looking for the deeper. And mm-hmm. for that, there was a, there's a, a Facebook person, she does cosmic tips. So I, you know, I know a little bit about, I know enough about astrology too for me to read up about it. And I believe in it. So I read her cosmic tip, which was, oh, you know, this and this and accidents, relationships, everything is on the cards. Hmm. When I read that, part of me resisted that. Like, oh my God, lady, go away. I don't want to read it. (laughs) So in resisting it, what did I do? I gave that fear. It was a little bit of fear. It's like, oh my God, if something this this happens to me. Um, and that rather I was conscious, I, you know, I knew it, but I didn't want to sit there and deal with it. I just kind of pushed her away. And I'm like, I don't want to read this. And I think that's what I was carrying with me. That accidents, relationships, and the, the guy just out of the blue, he just rear-ended me. We were both okay. But I think that's, and if I just, you know, remember, you know, people will tell me, oh, you know, they fell. Well, what was, do you recall what was going on in your head when you fell? Times the feeling is, I'm going to fall. <laughs> Many times there's a fear, I'm going to fall. I'm so afraid of going out there, I'm going to fall. Well, there it goes, they're going to fall, they fall. So it's really what goes on subconsciously, the experiences, is, and the mysterious part about it and why this becomes so hard is because we're not conscious of it. We're not conscious of what's in the subconscious, and that's why we meditate so we can make more and more conscious. So we can pull up what's in the subconscious and become more and more aware of it. It is the key in us you know, becoming healthy and living a joyous and a purposeful life. And that's the hard part about it. It's like, this is not intentional. We're not purposely trying to hurt ourselves. We just don't know that's what we're doing. So it's not, when it comes to the whole universe is energetic. The energetics in the world are mirrored. They're mirroring your deeper subconscious energetics. It's your deeper experiences, one that you are not aware of, Right? So the experience could be, oh, I'm so, you know, I am joyous, I'm this and this, I'm, you know, it's whatever the deeper experience is. So I was pretty joyous that day. I was going to my music class. I was happy, my usual self, but I had, I, this lady said this thing and I pushed and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to read that. I should wish I hadn't read that. I had an aversion towards it. And, um, you know, because I work with astrology and yeah, I am conscious of it. And um, so there it is. Whatever I read, I was afraid of it. I pushed it away. I judged it. And I experienced it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you, I mean, I can tell you stories and stories, stories like this. Um, and 
you know, so I think that, you know, how we can put it to use to our good use is really meditation is the key is to become conscious of our surround, become conscious of what's going on inside of us. And just a little exercise that we did about dropping into the heart and getting to the feeling level and cultivating the feeling sense. If we can do that often and make it a practice to drop into the heart to understand our feeling sense. So then at least we are aware of what's going on. So instead of subconsciously just picking up another piece of chocolate or another glass of wine, we don't know why it feels good. It's because there's a pain inside that you're, not, you're wanting to not deal with. And something sweet makes it kind of temporarily go away. It sweetens the deal. Um, that, that is the reason. So if we can drop into the feeling sense of the very subtle feelings that we carry from moment to moment in our heart, in our deep subconscious, however deep we can go and become aware of. And then really using the, you know, the acceptance, the allowance, and awareness, allowance, and acceptance technique, and opening the heart technique to that feeling that you will see it, how it changes you. It'll change you, it'll make you feel fuller and life will become different, very powerfully, very subtly, but you, know, you will know it. The shift happens, huh, Nina? The shift happens. So, um, well, you can, there's another next one coming up. I am, I am going to be talking about trauma. Um, finally said the word. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's trauma is trauma. And just really, really kind of unpacking that from my perspective. And, um, you know, helping people deal with that. And then we'll, the new, the, my shorter audio program on overcoming anxiety is already out there. It's on my website, Anna, if you wanted to look at it. It has four modules that, okay. you, that you can go through. Uh, each week you'll get a module. It's 45 minutes. It's got a talk around it, the teachings, and then there are meditations. And this is a notebook which you can write down and just understanding. So that might be worthwhile uh, for you to work with. Um, it's on okay. the website that you can purchase. Okay. Uh, um, and yeah, so in, in a couple of months, I hope to release the whole, uh, bigger, uh, modules, bigger audio program, not just anxiety, but you know, a lot of other emotional, psychological, um, disturbances, emotional upheavals and issues and struggles that we all have and bringing these teachings into those issues so we can we can let go of those issues and understand how to so mm -hmm. at point, i'm going to stop the recording and but i'll stay on for another um few minutes